In 2017, a group of Bitcoinists forked Bitcoin to a brand new token, which they believed was truer to Satoshi Nakamoto's white paper than Bitcoin in its current form. The new forked token was called Bitcoin Cash. A controversial and divisive topic in the Bitcoin community, Bitcoin Cash has found its place in the top five cryptos. On today's show, we welcome Mate Toke to the mic. One of Bitcoin Cash's most active and vocal proponents, we spoke with Mate about the fork, the Lightning Network, Satoshi, and the controversy surrounding the Bitcoin brand. One man's Bitcoin is another man's Bcash. Just don't say that to Roger Veer. You're going to enjoy this lively conversation on one of the crypto world's most contentious topics. It's episode number 152 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. You're so contentious, Mr. Jolcom. Well, the topic is contentious, Mr. Travis Wright. No, you're being contentious right now. Don't contend with me in all my contentiousness. I came here contentious. Gosh, I came here for an argument. (laughs) And by God, I'm not leaving here without one. This is the Bad Crypto Podcast. We are the crypto medians, but we're not financial advisors. And if you have a blockchain company and you want to do an ICO the right way, you might want to check out our sponsor, New Alchemy. They've got a whole range of ICO services and blockchain solutions founded by security (laughs) experts. Uh, New Alchemy's team delivers top-of-the-line smart contract audits and other blockchain security services. <laughs> I was waiting for them. No, they don't. Uh, they have raised more than $400 million using their audited smart contract services. You can check them out. NewAlchemy.io is the place for you to go, don't you know? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, you're being so agreeable. <laughs> yes, I don't, I'm no longer contentious like you. We, uh, we're going to be announcing winner of the weekly World Crypticon uh, two-ticket giveaway here after our interview. But first, this is a great freaking interview. We got Mate Toke. And Mate is a good friend of Roger Veer. He was, he's the COO of Bitcoin.com. And of course, the Bitcoin.com is actually run by the Bitcoin Cash brand. And uh, we didn't go easy on him, but it was a really enjoyable conversation. Yeah, he also created Bitcoinist and then sold Bitcoinist to go work with Bitcoin.com with Roger. And he's a big proponent of uh, Bitcoin Cash. And it was a great it was a great interview because we were kind of busting his balls a little bit. But you know what? Not not in a contentious way, actually. It was really it was very friendly and very productive interview. He did not give us the bird. He did not flip us off. Not one time. (laughs) Not even. You guys are going to enjoy this. Let's go ahead and get into it. Many, many moons ago, we had the one and only Roger Veer, who was once known as Bitcoin Jesus on the Bad Crypto Podcast. It was all the way back in episode number 28, Travis. It was about 11, it was about 11 moons ago. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's 13 moons in a year. I would say about 11, maybe 10 and a half moons ago. It was a long time ago, and we were wee lads in the crypto space. Way before the big Ron Bull Ron of, of December and January, way before then. <laughs> so we have not had somebody from Bitcoin.com on the show since Roger, and today we're pleased to welcome the COO 
of Bitcoin.com. His name is Mate Toke, and it's spelled like mate, but it's M-A-T-E, and his last name is Toke, T-O-K-A-Y, and that's Toke with me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, guys, for having me on the show. That's, uh, that's definitely something I get all the time. Eventually, I have a lot of phone calls and a lot of uh, online meetings. So I would say about 99 times, um, they usually say, how you doing, mate, instead of mate. So um, basically, in order to prevent that, because I like, I like na- my name to be, on a, to, to be pronounced the right way, I usually say, hey, this is mate, <laughs> before they would say, hey, mate. Yeah, because yeah. that's not okay with you. That's not okay with me at all. <laughs> Let me That's just. Right, mate. It's okay, mate. No worries. Let's do the uh, the, the the standard bio here, so you guys understand uh, where Mate is coming from. He's one of Bitcoin Cash's most active and vocal proponents. He's a professional athlete, former wakeboard world champion, and he made his first foray into the crypto space when he began mining Bitcoin in 2013 using custom-built ASIC miners. Since then, he has become a Bitcoin cash and cryptocurrency evangelist. He speaks at conferences and engagements around the world, and now he's here with us. Ah! (laughs) That was really nice. Nice, nice information about me. Uh, thank you guys for putting it in a nice way. Appreciate it. It's, it's our pleasure. We want to see. So, so like, what is it going to take for us to get you so aggravated that you flip us off during the interview? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll see by, by the end of the game. <laughs> it's not Bcash. Oh, man. <laughs> well, let's talk. Let's go back to the beginning. Talk about when you got started in crypto. What got your attention? And then when did you decide, oh, I think I'm going to mine this stuff? Sure. Um, it, was, it was basically around when the Cyprus crisis happened in Greece. And um, there was an article uh, in one of uh, Hungarian's most, most read online uh, newspaper. And basically it was about, about Bitcoin and how a lot of people who already knew that the government is going to you know, shut down bank accounts and take and seize money and do like all sorts of... Uh, stupid things with, with people's money. That's, of course, not the government. Uh, a lot of people um, have bought Bitcoins back in the day and tried to save their, you know, their, their savings. So I was literally shocked by, you know, of course, the fact that governments can take your money. Like, that's, that's a fact. They can take your money and they can take your bank accounts and they can do whatever they want. But to have the ability to, to own, you know, money and own sets that no one can take away was definitely really, really interesting to me. So I started to look into Bitcoin. And back in the day, Bitcoin mining was not, wasn't as complicated as it is today. And you could literally just, uh, you know, set up a couple of hardwares in your basement and, and do mining there. So um, I got started on that. And I really, really quickly realized that in order to keep up with all the new machines and the development of this mining industry, let's put it that way, I would have had to invest, you know, a significant amount of money every time when the hardware hardware devices gets outdated. So I didn't want to do that. I thought of as a big risk because you can never know when you know when the next hardware is, hardware um, machine is going to come to the market, whether if it's going to do as good as the previous ones. So I 
instead of instead of um, you know continuing the mining, I basically started off with a website called Bitcoinist. It was back in the day. It was called Bitcoinist.net, and uh, I basically worked on it for three years, I, I believe, and then uh, and then after three years, I met Roger. I basically proposed to him that I would like to be part of something bigger. So um, I I pretty much started to work on Bitcoin.com as the second employee. You proposed and, um, to Roger, and he said yes. It yeah, that's that's so right. Amazing. I I Very well, I basically what we basically came up with was really straightforward <laughs> deal. I I told him that I would be really interested in to set up a new section on on Bitcoin.com. That's when he got back the domain from that dispute with OKCoin, and he and he thought that he would he would want to build it out on his own. So I set up news.bitcoin.com, and um, I thought that things are going. Things were going really well, so I basically sold all my shares in Bitcoinist and started to focus on Bitcoin.com full time. That was that was about three years ago, over three years now. Mm. So that Bitcoinist it was originally Bitcoinist.net that then became Bitcoinist.com. Yeah, that's that's exactly what happened there. Right on. So you so you, so you helped fund that one right there. Very nice. And now you started working with uh, with Bitcoin.com. So yeah, so I, I want to touch base a little bit on that bec- about what you said earlier around Greece. Right. So when banks get to the point where, where, where the economy gets so bad, what happens is they normally create this negative interest rate. And uh, when you get these negative interest rates, you actually if you have money in the bank, then instead of gaining interest, you actually have to pay interest for the banks to hold your money. And in some cases, the banks in, in Greece, they were taken, you know, I think it was up to 50 percent of whatever money you had in your bank account they were able to take. And. People get freaked out about that, but there's this great book called The Everything Bubble that talks about how how that's happened in different countries and how most likely it's going to eventually happen in America because our economy sort of propped up and they print as many fiat dollars as they want. And then eventually, uh, you know, the bubble sort of pops. And then we saw that. We saw a little bit of that in 2008, 2009. Uh, We saw a little bit of that with the tech bubble back in uh, 1999, 2000. And you know, there's going to be a bigger one because now they just put all those assets into another huge bubble and now it's an even bigger bubble. And when this bubble pops, it's going to be hard for them to keep propping it up. And so I think that's one of the reasons why the proliferation of cryptocurrency has been so, so huge over time. So th- that's really interesting. I think that, that a lot of people probably should read, read that book, The Everything Bubble, because it is so, so informative about where things have been, where things are most likely headed, just to kind of protect yourself. And it's one reason why, uh, you know, I know Joel and I are pretty excited about it. Sure. The- and there's also one one really funny part in South Park. When Kyle walks into the bank, he has gotten about $100 from his grandma. He walks into the bank and um, hands it over to the to the guy. Uh, the guy says, oh, I'm going to put this money here, invest there, and it's gone. <laughs> sitting there for about five seconds and like he's sitting there devastated what do you mean John? and then the guy the guy starts to tell him what he has been doing with the money but unfortunately it didn't work out so it's gone so it's that's that's how quickly you know things can go wrong with uh with keeping your money um at a bank or you know investing in in uh <laughs> in in institutions like banks so. and that's Sorry, become, that's a meme now you know and it's gone just like that yeah 
Everybody. Yeah, right. Okay, so you know, neither Travis nor I have a dog in this, you know, hunt about Bitcoin and, and Bitcoin Cash. So, but since you're COO of Bitcoin.com, we need to ask you the questions that you know people want to know. And you know, the first one is: Isn't it confusing to the marketplace to call Bitcoin Cash Bitcoin? Well, we don't call Bitcoin Cash Bitcoin. Let's let's just put it that way. Uh, unfortunately, there are a lot of people out there uh, calling, you know, Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin, and calling Bitcoin Cash other names as well, like Bitcoin, and then apprentices BCH. This is this is really not fortunate. I know that Roger does it um, sometimes as well. He believes that Bitcoin Cash is Bitcoin. And as a matter of fact, I agree with him. I also think that Bitcoin Cash is Bitcoin. Um, however, it is called Bitcoin Cash. That can, that can, of course, change in the future. But right now, I think it would be, uh, it would be better to have you know, better governance. But how can you have governance in a decentralized you know, currency? The problem, right, right. I, I, guess the problem, I guess the problem is like, you know, Calvin Era calls... Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin, nothing else calls, um, you know, Bitcoin Core, Segwit Coin. Craig Wright calls, you know, Bitcoin, and he and he means Bitcoin Cash. You know, this is this is pretty much understandable for everyone who is in who is involved in the cryptocurrency industry, but it makes no sense for someone who is new. It is conf- it is confusing for someone who is new, but at this point. Um, I guess no one is no one is really focusing on these people. Everyone is focusing on to be in this in this debate, to be in this fight. Um, I don't think that it is fair for the Bitcoin core people to call Bitcoin Bitcoin because they have basically turned Bitcoin into something that is completely different than what it used to be. So I guess it's not fair for either parties to call Bitcoin as Bitcoin. Well, I think our, the main problem is, is that the Twitter handle at Bitcoin is a Bitcoin cash proponent. Bitcoin.com is owned by Bitcoin cash proponents. And as we move towards this mass adoption of crypto, people who have no idea on what that is are going to maybe buy the wrong coin that they don't necessarily know which one is which. And that's what bad crypto is all about. We're trying to teach the masses about crypto so they can so we can gain adoption and so more cryptocurrencies are, are proliferated throughout the world right and and so i think that's part of the problem is that is that confusion right there and then you know but here's the thing is just, that just to, just to be fair you know <clears throat> the bitcoin core um i'm sorry bitcoin.org is actually owned by um by a group of people who are completely bitcoin bitcoin core pro people uh bitcointalk.org is definitely a bitcoin core you know, group of people as well. The Reddit subreddit, our Bitcoin is definitely Bitcoin core, um, you know, mm-hmm. core, uh, a core of people there as well. So, so somebody who's new is going to these different places and talking to them. They're going, well, what, what are we talking about here? Cause this is like, it's, it kind of, kind of messes. Well, I guess, I guess the, ba- I guess the biggest problem here is of course, censorship that Roger is, speaking up at each and every single day is that these platforms are really, really censored. So try to post something on our Bitcoin that's related to Bitcoin Cash. It will, it will get downloaded. It will get deleted right away. Just look at Bitcoin.org. Uh, They're even changing 
they're even changing the the website. Like it's not they're removing a lot of things that were that were used to be true for Bitcoin because it's not true for Bitcoin anymore. Um, there, I guess the debate can go on and on for for a long time that who which group is trying to um, fake you know the newbies or the people interested in um, the industry. You know, I'm. I was involved in the industry since 2013, right? So for me, it's not it's a no brainer in terms of in terms of what Bitcoin used to be. Like Bitcoin used to be fast, reliable, and cheap means of payment. This this is not true anymore, and I'm extremely and I'm extremely sad to say that Bitcoin is not Bitcoin anymore. It is a store of value, and people can argue that yeah, the fees are low again. Yeah, the fees are low because no one is using Bitcoin anymore. They're using they're using a bunch of other coins instead because Bitcoin could not scale, and it basically gave the gave the way to other cryptocurrencies to scale and to be more popular. Mm-hmm. So it had to evolve, and, right? Because I mean, when you start getting millions and millions of people starting to try to use one of these cryptos, and you have these small blocks, then all those transactions aren't going to fit into those blocks. And so it has to evolve over time. And for you to say, my question is like around, and, and, I, and I love this debate. I think this is great. You're saying, well, Bitcoin's not the way that it used to be, but guess what? Quantum computing's coming down the pipeline. And so things are going to always have to evolve a little bit and kind of change with the nature and like, oh, something's going on here. Well, we got to vote on it. And that's kind of, from my understanding, has been Bitcoin core. They vote on what they want to adopt and what they don't want to adopt. And then people who don't want to adopt that have sort of just forked off and then created their own coin, but they didn't reach consensus with the total core group. So they just kind of spun off. And there's been, I mean, there's so many different forks now, super Bitcoin, platinum, gold, sweetness. Like, I mean, there's just so many different forks now. Is this Bitcoin sweetness? (laughs) (laughs) If not, there should be. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. That was, that was more of a statement than a question, but let me frame it this way. What, what I think I hear you saying, Mate, is that Bitcoin as it is now, you don't believe it's true to the spirit of what Bitcoin was. And you believe that Bitcoin cash should be known as Bitcoin because it is closer to what Bitcoin was intended to be. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. That was a nice short answer too. Uh, t- talk, <laughs> talk about that some more. Cause uh, like a lot of people really don't understand and, and we're going to get back to the branding because I think um, I think it's super important about the confusion, which you, you know, you confessed was an issue, but talk a little bit more about what you think the spirit of bitcoin was that is so lost that bitcoin cash is more authentically bitcoin right 100 percent. so for, first of all satoshi always wanted the blocks to be bigger he he put the he put the the limit because of uh because he didn't want people to scam the network right that's number one number two bitcoin was not a medium of exchange for a long enough time to become a store of value. So that's another, that's another problem in, in my books. And I believe that in order for something to be a global payment, payment system, it needs to be in everyone's hands. 
Now, that's the same thing that, um, of course, core people are saying as well. However, they feel that the solution to that should not be on chain. They think that it should be, there should be a second layer solution so Bitcoin could scale. Now, let me ask you this. If they think that Bitcoin needs to scale, and they think that Bitcoin needs to scale in only one way, which is, which is a second layer solution, which is called the Lightning Network, why not raise the block size to two megabytes? Why they could have been working on the Lightning Network? I'll tell you what happened. Everyone knows what happened. So unfortunately, two megabyte blocks didn't come to existence. And everyone was saying, oh, Lightning Network, not Lightning Network is here. We're going to see Lightning Network. And Bitcoin Core became really popular. But Lightning Network never really came to existence. They, they, they claim that it is working. But let me ask you this. What can you buy with, with Lightning Network? Can you send me, can you send me a transaction with, with Lightning Network right now? Is there an app that I can download? I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just frustrated because when Bitcoin really needed to scale, they basically thought that Bitcoin shouldn't scale until they can come up with the right scaling solutions, which is in their means is called the Lightning Network. Mm. And I believe that it's no deal or was it people that were just, they weren't, they they didn't come to consensus. They couldn't agree on it or there are there bigger personalities that have more pull. Well, I mean, there was an agreement that was called the New York agreement, right? The new New York, uh, the New York agreement. And they basically agreed that SegWit gets implemented and then two megabyte blocks will, will be, will be uh, added later on. And uh, some people um, backed out of the deal and SegWit was, was implemented and then two megabytes blocks were not. I'm, you know, I'm wondering, can't we all just get along? Is there not room in the crypto world to have Bitcoin and Bitcoin cash? Does there need well, to be a flippening or can Bitcoin Cash not have its utility? And I, I'll, t- I'll, tell you why, I'll tell you why we cannot get along and, and why people are still going to be doing this fight. Um, because everyone is, everyone is just really brave in front of their computers. They can say a lot of things on Twitter. They can say a lot of things on, on, on our BTC or our, um, on Bitcoin Talk. But when it comes to meeting people face to face, they're not they're not speaking up. They're not they're not so brave anymore. And that's why I that's why I really like what we're doing. Um, and that's why I, I really um, think that Roger is is doing an amazing job because he's not only doing and saying what he believes when he's in front of the computer, but he actually travels the world. He's in different cities and countries almost every week and talks to people about what he believes in. However, I don't think that this is true. Like I was in New York at Consensus and I've seen a lot of people that I know that they were really, really brave and they said a lot of things in front of their computer on Twitter and on different forums. They knew who I am. They never come up to me. Um, Even when I try to engage into a conversation, when I start to get into a debate, they don't really speak to anyone. They just keep their they just keep their their opinions to themselves, and they don't care. So when it comes to when it comes to you know standing up for your own word, 
I believe that these guys are only doing it when they're alone in in their room in front of their computer. <laughs> so basically, I mean, honest, honestly, like I, I like it's it's <clears throat> not even possible to get these people in the same room. And if if they are in the same room, they come up with really stupid arguments, which are not which are not arguments at all, and doing name calling and 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 don't really give any any reasons or arguments whatsoever. Well, what do you think of this? I'm looking and I'm, uh, we're, I'm sharing my screen with you so you guys can see this, the growth of the Lightning Network here, you know, over the pat over this year, it does seem to be picking up steam. Um, and maybe I'm reading this wrong, but, you know, I've, and there's a link to this in the show notes so you guys can check it out. Do you want to comment on this? Sure. I'm happy. I'm happy to comment on it. As Roger always says, we're not against of the Lightning Network. We're going to be happy if Lightning Network succeeds. However, let me ask you this. Is Lightning Network usable right now? Can I pay anything with Lightning Network? Can I you know, use Lightning Network to buy something online other than a pack of stickers on the Blockstream store? I don't know. Everyone, everyone, That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. Well, the answer to that is no, is because there are no apps in the App Store um, or in the Android store to do anything with Lightning Network. Lightning Network, they still claim that Lightning Network is in beta and there isn't anything that you can really do with it. So it's it's great to see this really nice graph, but I'm just not exactly sure what these people are doing with their with their Lightning Network because I can certainly not buy coffee with it. Well, it did show only 30 Bitcoins have been... Since January, it looked like the total amount is thirty Bitcoin. So now, is is Lightning Network something? Isn't that isn't that something that should just plug into the Bitcoin network? It shouldn't be a separate app or something, right? Because that's not going to be ease of use. Shouldn't it be something that just like kind of goes on top of of the network in some way to make ease of use happen? Well, if if you don't need any application to use Lightning Network, I how are you going to you know send money or buy stuff? I, I suppose that there needs to be an application that you use in order to use Lightning Network. So something that's, a, that's Lightning Network enabled on top of Bitcoin instead of just regularly sending Bitcoin? No, that's that. Well, they claim that there are going to be multiple applications that you can use on the Lightning Network. I mean, you need to have a client of, of some sort. Well, there you go. You can buy a Bitcoin shirt, Mr. Joelcom. <laughs> Is it a fancy Bitcoin shirt? Looks fancy. I don't. I don't see any pictures, but maybe, maybe you can open it up. I mean, it, it, look, we can we can do a test right now. Like, you can pull up any website where I can pay with Bitcoin Cash, and I will buy something for you guys up to a fifty dollars. And we can do the same thing. You you show me a website where you can buy something with Lightning Network. I'll pay that fifty bucks. Just buy something using Lightning Network right now. <laughs> what about Badcoin? So I'm I'm not don't get me wrong guys I'm not challenging you in in any ways I'm just I'm just saying like I feel challenged mentally okay well emotionally <laughs> I need my emotional support animal my emotional <laughs> no, don't I, trigger Joel Com you wouldn't like him when he's triggered I totally get where you're coming <laughs> from and and if you say uh, but you know lightning is is a potential solution but you could still go out and spend Bitcoin uh, you know traditional Bitcoin right now all over the place. Sure, hundred percent. So let's. Uh, what what happened in in December when you wanted to go and traditionally spend Bitcoin when when Wait the fees it. were up in the Wait sky? It. 
you waited and you waited, waited and you waited. And in, and in 2013, when or late 2012, when I first started to deal with Bitcoins, I didn't have to wait. It was it, the transactions were super fast and the transactions fees were less than a penny. Well, I think that's just a, that's just a, the result of it becoming more successful and more people using it, right? It's not not being necessarily scalable when you have these small blocks and all these transactions. Like if you go to blocktivity.info and you look and see all the various transactions waiting to get into the queue, I mean, if you're talking in December and in January, you're you're looking at sometimes Bitcoin was sitting at maybe 200% or more of its capacity, all these transactions just waiting to get into the queue. Sure. And, so and here's, the thing, here's the thing, a lot of people, including Roger, myself, and a bunch of other really, really early Bitcoin adapters were saying two years ago, even three years ago, that this is going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. This isn't something we started to talk about, you know, last year in November. I mean, this, is, this isn't something, you know, that has come up about a year ago. We've started to say that three years ago, that this is yeah. going to be a problem. And no one has ever, ever really listened listen to us. They basically said like two years ago that, oh, Lightning Network is about, you know, six months out. It's, is that, it's is that a result of maybe the proof of work taking so long in some cases, right? Because like if I want to trade, if I want to make, make a trade and buy some other crypto, I don't send Bitcoin over because I know that's going to take, you know, an hour or so in some cases for it to get there. I don't normally use Bitcoin Cash because... It seems to me that that kind of is not as fast sometimes as well. And the fees seem pretty comparable. Like I'm going to send Stellar Lumens or I'm going to send Litecoin in some cases. Right, but but you're you're touching on a great point. It's called substitutive goods. So if something doesn't work, you're going to look for something else. And if the blocks were bigger, then people wouldn't have turned into different solutions. Like Mm -hmm. that's exactly what we've been saying. and, And no one actually believes that this is true, we believe that the altcoin market got so popular because people started to look for alternatives. I mean, I do. I mean, I'd much rather have something get there in three seconds because then I'm like, okay, boom, here it is. Now I can now I can make my trade quickly. But if I'm trying to send Bitcoin over, but that the, that trade could already be over because like, oh, uh, who knows how long it's going to take for it to finally get verified. And I find the same thing in some cases with Ethereum, uh, with with Bitcoin Cash when I've when I've sent that over. With all those main cryptocurrencies, but it's those ones that are, you know, like Lumens. And we also just had uh, the CEO of, of, uh, of Rayblocks that is now Nano on. Their, their transactions are like a second and a half to two seconds. You're like, boom, like that is magically fast. And if I'm going to make a trade on some crypto, I want my money to come over really quick so I can then capitalize on a trade. And so I think you're exactly right that by the fact that Bitcoin did not scale correctly, it opened up this huge all, all this altcoin market. Yeah, I, 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 I still, though, struggle with the issue of the branding and the confusion in the market. And it's going to be an issue for a long time. Let me tell you that. Yeah. I, 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 don't think, I don't think that this is going to go away anytime soon, to be honest. No, I, I don't think so either. As long as, uh, you know, say, so if Bitcoin cash is Bitcoin, what is Bitcoin? You know, what, <laughs> what do they call? I mean, because now we have two people saying I'm Bitcoin. No, I'm Bitcoin. No, I'm, you know, I'm John. No, I'm John. Well, there's more than two Johns out there, but. I think they're going to piss off Satoshi. He's going to come back and go, no, screw you guys. It's Bitcoin Super Diamond. Well, actually, <laughs> uh, that's, that's actually the question I wanted to ask. Do you know who Satoshi Nakamoto is? Unfortunately, I don't. But 
Let me. Well, actually, I I think I think it's good that I don't know him. I think it's good that no one actually knows him well, or knows or him. her or so, a group of people. Somebody does know. First of all, Satoshi, if Satoshi is alive, knows they are Satoshi. And so I, let me ask you guys this: Do you do you think that Satoshi is one person or a group of people? Yes. I personally yes, think it's a group. Of, I think it's a group of people. I'm not convinced that Satoshi Nakamoto is not part of the NSA. I've so, not been convinced otherwise of that. I've asked that question. I've seen a report that came out from MIT in like 2000, maybe it's like 99 or even 2000, early 2000s. So I'm not convinced that it's not the NSA who created Bitcoin originally. Uh, I, I think the NSA is really stupid that they. They they're not capable of doing anything like that, <laughs> and I'm I'm pretty sure they're listening. Well, that, to well, they, hey guys, you've read that if you've read, if you've read that white paper that came out in coordinates with MIT, I mean it basically laid out what Bitcoin was going to be, and then you know seven eight years later, Satoshi comes out with something that was very similar to that. So to me, they've been thinking about cryptographic currencies and digital currencies for a while. That's why I'm not sold that it's not. And not everybody in the NSA is dumb. There's so a let's let's ju- let's just suppose that Bitcoin was not created by mm-hmm. the NSA because I would be extremely uh, extremely sad. But if Bitcoin was created by a group of people, why do you think that no one from that group of people have came out and said, "Well, I'm part of that group of people"? Well, they're a target. I mean, you know, that's anybody because because it's alleged that you know whoever Satoshi Nakamoto is, they have up to a million. Bitcoin, um, so there, there's a lot of value, and this is really interesting because this story, right? But that, but that, those coins are not moving. No, those coins are not moving. So there's actually a, a story that's breaking as of this recording right now on CoinDesk. Self-proclaimed Satoshi says Bitcoin book in the works. There's a website called NakamotoFamilyFoundation.org, and they posted a letter signed by the alleged Satoshi Nakamoto. And uh, I guess they're talking about, you know, there's some quotes on there about a book that's being written about Satoshi's um, life. And there's excerpts that are being posted out there. What do you hmm. think about that? Hmm. I haven't read that story on Coindesk, but... Uh, I'll link it to you right here so you can sure. pop it open and, and take a look. Of course, you know, Craig Wright has claimed to be uh, Nakamoto back in 2015 They're all Satoshi. I'm Mm -hmm. Satoshi and so is my wife. You know, actually, uh, Joel and I are... And my uh, emotional support dog as well. It's true. We are Joloshi Travamoto. I don't know if you knew that Satoshi Bata Crypto. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. So I guess let me ask you this then. So, you know, as we kind of wrap this bad boy up here, what? how do you see and what do you see as the future of this entire crypto space, right? We have all these altcoins, 1,600 altcoins right now. We've had a thousand coins apparently that that are on the dead coin Deadpool list and Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash. You know, people are going to keep calling it Bcash. That's normally what I call it. Uh, you know, Litecoin. Where, like, where do you see like over these next couple of years? Where do you see crypto heading? I think cryptocurrencies in general have a great future for sure. Um, I I personally would like to see Bitcoin Cash as the number one um, digital currency out there that's actually um, used all over the world as cash and can uh, make a difference and can make a better, uh, can help a lot of people because that's something that, you know, we all want to see. And, uh, you know, it's, 
we can we can throw a lot of jokes around and you know when lumbo and buy a lot of nice things and and spend money and whatnot but at the end of the day when uh um when we're really truly thinking about you know ourselves we all have already a great life you know we have uh, we have food on the table we have uh, we have our, our house or our apartments or condos or whatever but a lot of people are in third world countries where there's huge inflation there's no food there are no financial services there's nothing that they can that they can you know do about it and i think that bitcoin cash would be able to provide economic freedom to the world and make a world a better place so at the end of the day i definitely want to see bitcoin cash succeed because of these reasons uh but i i definitely foresee that other cryptocurrencies are going to be successful as well in the future too mm-hmm. i think that's a great way to close it out uh mate thanks so much for for joining us today give roger our uh, our best tell him to stay off the live video chats so you know he doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't become the subject of a meme again and uh we'll we'll uh continue to watch and see how this plays out in the years to come Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, guys, for having me on the show. And uh, it was really fun. And keep up the great work. Thank you. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Best of luck. And thank you for, for not flipping us off. Well, he, there's still, <laughs> he still has time. He can, <laughs> wait, wait. No, not happening. No, no, it's, not, no, no, no it's, not, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Tokay with me. Mate is Tokay with me. Very good. Very yeah. good. A joke that joke fell flat then, and it's still flat. That's good. That's all right. You know, maybe it'll grow. Pour some water on maybe it. Maybe it'll grow. He did say that he'd never heard anybody ever say that before. So you are an innovator. You know what? I, I get all the time. People are like, "Oh, is your name Joel dot com? Did you have you ever heard that before?" I'm like, "Well, not in the last five minutes, no." But you know, um, mm. only a thousand times. Thanks yeah. so much. And I'm always Travis wrong, Travis left, haha. Yeah, Travis, and, Travis, and- Travis incorrect. And I get asked, is it my real name? But there's people who thought that Com was a stage name because I'm an internet entrepreneur. And no, it's actually my real name. And yes, I was a speech com major. So the puns write themselves. That's true. I, th- I always thought it was Joel Commissar. It's, it's Jolcom. <laughs> Actually, that's that's pretty funny because back at the University of Illinois, uh, when I got mail at the uh, the fraternity house, and no, I wasn't like a frat boy, frat boy, but I was in a uh, fraternity, uh, and the mail. Oh, that means you're a frat boy, frat boy. I mean, kind of. So, but you know, uh, junk mail would come to Joel Commander. You know, and mm-hmm. that type of oh, thing, because nice. people thought it was. That should be your theme song. I like that. You know, Roy Lido is going to like this because we drew his name as the random winner for two tickets to World Crypticon, which, of course, oh. is the massive event that's taking place at the REL Las Vegas on October 31st through November 2nd of 2018-est. And he gets We've two passes. We've got two tickets to Roy. We've got two tickets to Roy. <laughs> Roy, you'll be hearing from the World Crypticon people about claiming your two passes. And we're doing this every week. And it's simple to enter to win. In fact, your chances of winning two tickets to World Crypticon are probably better than anything else you might want you- to win. 
Huge. Huge. If, if you'll sign up for our newsletter, that's all you got to do. Go to badco.in forward slash WCC. Sign up for our newsletter. It's a weekly newsletter that kind of recaps the shows and uh, things that you need to know for the week. We don't spam you. And um, you can unsubscribe anytime you want, but then you can't win. So badco.in forward slash WCC win two passes each week. Somebody going to get them. Congratulations. Yeah, and I, think right. like, I think you'll like our newsletter, too, because it's very well organized. Right. It's like, here's the main, the best, uh, the best, you know, content that we had of the week. Here's some other stuff that's going on. We we're sharing all the news that's going on. It's a very, you know, it's a it's nice little uh, nice little review of what. Uh, we have had happen that past week. So mm -hmm. I enjoy actually reading it because I forgot some of the stuff that we'd already done. Yeah, just it's yesterday. Like, oh, we did that? Wow, well, I don't remember doing that. Yeah, shout out to our social butterfly, Aaron Sell, who manages uh, social profiles and puts that newsletter together diligently and studiously each and every week. So thanks for that, Aaron. And thank you for Aaron, who, um, you know, produces our show. That's and, other and Aaron. That's a different Aaron. That's Aaron the tech. <laughs> Smelt What's so funny is we have two errands, and then my son, Jarek, has made some of the graphics, and then we got another guy whose name is Jarek on the other side of the world. So we got two Jareks and two errands, which is crazy. So insane. And so that's uh, that's going to wrap it up for episode number 152. Again, all the show notes at badco.in forward slash 152. And if you guys don't mind taking a moment to go review us, make it funny, make it five stars if you think we deserve it. And uh, we might just read your hysterical review here on an upcoming show. Mm -hmm. And if you listen to us on Spotify or listen to us on some other place, cruise on over to iTunes and subscribe over there as well, because that really helps out. Uh, the iTunes algorithm, they love the subscriptions over there. And again, we've mentioned this before. Uh, if you're talking to a friend about the cryptos, have them listen to, you know, badco zero zero badco.in forward slash zero zero one zero zero two zero zero three and zero zero six. Those are the those are the shows that really help help give you a nice little foundation. Actually, zero five three is another one where we kind of do a recap of all of it to kind of share with people. That's good. And just maybe just grab their phone and subscribe to Bad Crypto for them. Or just listen to the show this week because you might find yourself getting some of that same content. Hmm. That's true. We are coming up on a big anniversary, aren't we? More about that coming up on the next episode of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Until then, stay argumentative, stay contentious. Don't do that. Okay, just stay Don't bad. Don't do anything. Okay. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.